0: Hey, you've made it to SprySpace, where people managing social media accounts come for community. This year, our focus is social media for good. Together, we can work to make social media a landscape for healthy online communities to grow. Sound good? Then come along with us on the SprySpace podcast, where we share what we know, learn what we don't, and strive to make social media better for us all. Okay, hello and welcome to the Spry Space Podcast. It is May and May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So to kick off this month, we've got a very special guest here who is already giving me crap. Chad yeah. from Spry brought us Dr. Keenan Davis. Dr. Davis has a Master's of Science in Management, a Doctorate of Law in Public Policy. He teaches Public Policy at Northeastern and is the founder and CEO of One Institution Media. Okay, so OIM One Institution Media is a media and entertainment company that produces, distributes, and broadcasts live stream podcasts. The mission is to tell creative stories, big or small, that inspire positive action in society. OIM aims to provide original content through conversations where people communicate and collaborate in dynamic and interactive ways. Now, Dr. Davis posts to his personal Facebook feed and through his one institution Facebook group, as well as some other channels consistently. And in our pre-interview, my favorite quote I pulled, he said, there's no way that I'm going to have a tool or a platform and not use that platform to scream hope, health, and life into people whose clouds hang low. So Chad, thank you for bringing us Dr. Davis. And Dr. Davis, welcome to the Sprite Space podcast. We're so honored to have you here.
1: It's great to be here, both virtually and I feel like I'm here with you in real life. So thank you.
0: Yeah, that's all because of the hype song we had before we started recording. (laughs) Isn't that
1: right? (laughs) ACDC shook me all night long. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So before we get into some of the meat, I like to start out with our opening question, which is tell me one piece of social media content that you took in in the last week or so that brought you some joy, your social media highlight of the week.
1: You know, it's interesting, right? Because a lot of times you can find uh, something positive, even in a sad situation. Mm -hmm. And so one of the hip hop. Icons, uh, DMX, unfortunately passed away this week uh, at 50 years old. And, you know, you see all of these RIPs, we miss you, see you on the other side. You know, the salutations that you get when, obviously, people that, you, whether you met them in real life, you feel like you know them. And we all feel like we know our artists, our, inter- our entertainers, our sports figures, etc., our heroes and she And so, in the passing of DMX, there were other uh, hip-hop artists that, stood up and they said that, hey, it's time now for us to create like a hip hop union. And it's time for us to have something when artists, you know, have challenges in life and those challenges can only be met, unfortunately, through drugs and uh, life circumstances that can lead to an untimely and maybe even unnecessary you know, death. And so as, as weird as that may sound, you know, I. We use our society usually doesn't have uh, solutions right and logic doesn't reveal itself in pain like when you're in pain, you don't think logically, but in the moment i'm watching master P, who is a you know, a a, one of the most revered hip hop artists uh, ever because he did it independently and not through a label and just the idea of starting a union, the idea of in this you know mourning process in the black community specifically, um, he was able to, like, breathe a solution, breathe some hope in life and give people something to attach to that. Normally, I don't think you see it in this day because look, every this day and age, because I mean, we all find ourselves saying so sorry for your loss every week. Yeah, whether it's because of COVID or if it's because of the effects of life and we're getting to that age so sorry for your loss. I typed that probably at least a half a dozen times a week, at Mm -hmm. least a half a dozen. And so, and there's never like any continuum of why, how can we stop doing this when it's not meant? And so for me, the coolest thing I saw this week for sure was a hip hop icon coming to, not to the rescue, but coming to the table with not just the RIP, we'll miss you. And then Subsequently to that, Jay-Z and Jay-Z and Beyonce purchased all of DMX's masters because he didn't own them. Most people don't. Mm -hmm. And for $10 million, and we're said to be donating it to all of DMX's 17 children. 17 children, I know, but that for free, donating. So that thought, that was like chivalry. So again, Mm -hmm. the coolest thing I think I saw this week was... um, how people were handling the death of the passing of a, a hip-hop icon.
0: It is It is really inspirational when people can take that grief and it can become something that we share Right. Where we have that burden of grief and the best way for us to really get over it is to lean on each other. Right. If we can find ways to to come together, that's that's the only way we can bear those those burdens. And I imagine that the burdens that there are when you are an artist like that are immense. And so finding a way to be able to bring people together in that, I I think would be a very good solution to those to that those lonely issues that you have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Keenan, I'm I'm just so excited to have you here today. So I I want to start off with kind of a broad, vague question. Okay. I want to know a little bit about your own personal mission and then how social media plays into that. So tell me a little bit about what you would consider your own personal mission in life and how that plays out to the activity that you have on social media.
1: I mean I think that's a great question to talk about, you know, how I see my own personal mission because everyone treats social media differently. Some people, it's an outlet for pain.
2: And Mm, and you mm -hmm. you can
1: see it and you you hear it. And then there are other people who, they use it as an outlet for joy. For me, I try to speak to, I I never know who's listening. I never know who's watching or reading. So, excuse me, in my heart, I use social media as a conduit, as a pathway to present information that i believe can empower educate and maybe even entertain somebody throughout the day but my my goal is always to breathe life into a situation into a circumstance by by being by by being non biased to um to, to to the concept whether it's you know dealing with covid or the black black lives matter or the Asian hate that's been going on in our community or global affairs that Americans may, um, excuse me, Americans may not uh, be fully engaged with because we kind of often just notice what's going on in our own small little place and not really globally. So social media for me is a really a way to connect with people in a tangible, genuine, unfiltered process with the idea a solution is provided at the end of the conversation and Mm -hmm. it's hard because you're writing right Mm -hmm. you're writing let's be honest like I mean you have five words how much can you say in five or ten or twenty words right Mm -hmm. so you have to be quick you have to be poignant and you have to have and you got to be catchy you know you have to have something cliche-ish and remember and memorable that mm. will, uh, attach to that individual. So you can't talk to a group of people. You have to me, my, my mindset is you only talk to one person. <laughs> I only, everything I say is saying it to one individual. That's it. I never assume that I'm trying to talk to, oh, I'm going to get them today with this. Mm. No, I'm going to speak to the one person today. That's dealing with low self-esteem. And I'm going to talk about something that's transparent, that's uh, tangential, that they can consume and say, man, maybe, I, or I needed this today, right? Like yesterday, for example, I said, uh, I want to talk about the, gra- the concept of success and how it's not predicated on time.
0: Mm, yes. I saw that post on your personal feed.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I think I told you all in the, in the introductory conversation that I don't really like talking about my personal life in a sense of, Hey, this is my life. Right. Because I told you guys, I don't think I, I'm aware my life is. I wouldn't say it's different, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's different for the most part, you know? And so I want to always, if I do bring my personal life into it, I wanna do it in a way that it's not, hey, look at me, look at me, cause life changes and the pendulum switches. You could be like, look at me today and, you know, look at me in the dirt tomorrow. So, you know <laughs> so, I mean, for real, like, especially where I come from, I realize like, you never really too up, you never really too down. So, mm-hmm. but I also wanna be mindful of people in the situations that we're in in society and say, you know, people in their 40s and 50s are like, man, I missed my window of opportunity. The hell mm. you did. You didn't miss no window of opportunity. Cause at 35, I didn't have a window of opportunity. As a matter of fact, you know, I was checking out of the, out of life in in, in a certain, you know, uh, social economic status. I was literally meandering at the bottom of the, you know, of the, the ladder, the rung of the ladder. And then at 36, I'm sitting here looking up or I'm literally looking up and no 401k, no pension, all that's gone. $168.43 to my, to my name, nothing else. No, just no 10, tant- nothing. And so I know what it's like at a certain age to be counted out potentially. And that's by yourself. I'm not talking about society. I'm talking about like, you like, you look up and like, damn, how did I get here? Why did I get here? And you're not even asking yourself, how do I get out of here?
0: Mm-hmm. you
1: just asking the questions of how did I get here you can't get out until you ask the question how do I get out but if you mm-hmm. mire in your own you know it wouldn't even say mediocrity but you mire in your own perceived failure perceived failure you're done and so mm-hmm. yesterday's post was just like look not to say I did it because I didn't tell you how I did it but I did tell you I did it I made it short compact and I know people like to see things that they can uh put up put some kind of figure on so look i've been an ownership right i've been an asset acquisition because at the end of the day that's what american the american dream is really the american acquisition Mm. all you're doing you're not dreaming conceptually right you're 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 trying to acquire in this country that's what competition is that's capitalism competition Mm -hmm. right and competition is acquisition so our society, whether they tell you this in eighth grade civics or not, is completely built on acquisition or the pursuit of that said acquisition. So I know that those are things that people people gravitate toward, right? And that was that was the nature of the of the post. And that's the that's the thesis of how I how I navigate social media.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chad, you're really the one who who brought Keenan into the conversation here when we started talking about May being Mental Health Awareness Month and trying to focus on mental health and people using social media to to forward the cause of mental health. So tell me from your perspective now, what what inspired you to bring Keenan? What are some of the things that you get out of your time consuming social media and having conversations within his communities?
2: Well, yeah, I have followed Keenan on uh, Facebook for you know over a year and. Keenan, your posts are just inspirational. You, you kind of talked a little bit about that just now. Um, but they are they're they're focused on improvement, um, whether that's a personal on a personal level or a society level or a public policy level. Every single one of your posts I I get out of this them is this genuineness of 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 trying to help. And so to me, that is social media for good, you know, like like we like you just said there, you, you don't want to get on there. Some people are on social media to vent and to, to get rid of their anger. If that's the only way they know how. And uh, the flip side of that is to uh, spread positivity. So that's what I saw in your posts and still do. And uh, whether it's whether it's talking about mentorship. So to me, that that means the youth, you know, that means that you're you're super concerned about how our youth are being brought up and uh, the things they're learning and what we are teaching them as adults, you know, or or as a society, what they're learning from our society that we've created. Um, And I, I just think that's great.
1: You know, it's Chad, it's interesting that you picked up on that right? and that's the organic, that's luck of the draw. So it's not that I'm that cool of a person. Trust me. I'm not, that's, <laughs> that, that's just, it, that's happenstance <laughs> that, that that's kind of occurred. But what's interesting from your perspective is that, it, it, and again, I don't speak specifically to the black community because I do have a very diverse, uh, diverse, uh, audience. Mm-hmm. However, as a person who's representing the Black community, right, I'm, I'm pulled in so many ways because social media has, it's, it's a conflict, right? It's a major conflict because you have people who have learned education through a system and that system taught you potentially or how you consumed it one way. But you had all these you know, mitigating factors from your community that in that confluence, it, it it enabled you to really consume that taught education a certain way because of public policies and long standing challenges and issues from being in this system so now you're an adult with a distorted in some pay, a, a distorted perspective your reality is based on what you, all these factors that we just mentioned And now you have social media teaching you because that's your major education consumption outlet, Mm -hmm. a whole nother piece of information that's molding your reality. And as a result, right, you have an entire audience of individuals in this society that that are coming to this conversation with different perspectives. For example, it's crazy. Yesterday, I even asked a question how in one of the groups that I uh, um, oversee how do you how do we do a better job of discussing mental health or something along that lines right it was something along that lines. that I just asked a question I usually curate just questions and obviously the answers are you know there are hundreds of answers I presume and those answers all basically centered around in the black community you got to make it comfortable to talk about Mental health. See, we're not even in the place in the black community where we can even have this conversation. You, 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 you all are talking about mental health m- May month, mm-hmm. month.
2: Mm-hmm. In our
1: community, there is no mental health. Right? It's shunned upon. Like you get stuck in the closet, or you know, a, a floor. And, oh yeah, that's your crazy uncle. You know what I'm saying? Or that's. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even. You can't even do it yet in our community. There, mm-hmm. there is no outlet for mental health still today, 2021 in a black community. And that's, and therein lies the real problem. If we're gonna get down to brass tacks, I'm just, I can't speak for any other community. I, I could speak for black folks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like there is no outlet for mental health. There are extremely talented, passionate, purpose-driven individuals who recognize the challenge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There are entities being formed, cultivated, and have been that are looking for Resources and opportunities to reach the intended audience, right? But in terms of a workflow, does not exist. In terms in terms of an environment of acceptance,
2: mm-hmm.
1: does not exist. And, and and there lies our challenges in the Black community specifically with mental health.
2: Well, then I would say that you are what you are doing is the closest thing to it. Then. Like you're you're talking about it in in your own way and and probably in a way that resonates with the black community, you know. I I hope so. I mean, I don't.
1: Forty percent of the black community still doesn't have life insurance, yeah. and I'm not saying that life insurance is this end all say, say all thing. But you know, when when. when it's so many things we talk about in this conversation it's just that no because at the end of the day right you 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 come here you leave here and so there are components in the way that we survive and then we put our next group of people in position to survive that we still haven't fully accepted and so Mm -hmm. that's that's for me that's Part of my motivation, I mean, I can't talk about life insurance every single day. They think I'm selling life insurance, right? Mm -hmm. I can't talk about mental health every single day because they think I'm a therapist, Mm
0: -hmm. right?
1: Mm -hmm. None of which I am. However, I am a concerned individual of being able to do basic things in life to survive because life is hard enough as it is. And it's not getting any easier because now from a race perspective, it's, Yes, we still have extreme challenges on, you know, many levels with predatory lending, financial institutions, obviously, you know, legal racial bias within a legal ju- a judicial system and even grass grassroots type of challenges, whether it's with police, uh, community policing and et cetera. However, we have an enormous challenge in everybody with class. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, now it's not, hey, just black people are poor or Hispanics are poor <clears throat> or, um, you know, other ethnicities are poor. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's not even the case. Right. It's everybody either has or has not. And there is really no in between. Mm-hmm. And and so that's affecting us being able to make up the gap in areas like mental health, because now it's resource driven or resource deficient and that's, that's it's just causing a whole nother level so people what we do a whole nother level of pain so what we do is we consume social media to numb the pain
0: to distract
1: from we we don't you're hurting you're in pain i told you before logic doesn't reveal itself in pain but you got social media over here is it can entertain you could go to a place and like you know what let me just watch let, let me just watch this bs let me watch these people fight right right mm-hmm. entertaining mm-hmm. as crazy as that is mm-hmm. let me just watch these people you know stand up on top of their head and juggle six puppies entertaining <laughs> as crazy <laughs> as that is right?
2: mm-hmm.
1: juggling six you know baby bulldogs like it's crazy but to some people you feel me it will numb the pain mm-hmm. so i don't want to numb somebody's pain because guess what that numbness is gonna wear off and you're gonna be looking for the same high again right
0: it's It Mm -hmm. seems to me like exactly like you were talking about earlier in the episode, what you're trying to do with social media is get the questions being asked about how we get out. Right. You know, as opposed to as much focus on how do we get here, but really asking that question, what do we need to do? to normalize conversation around mental health and then let people talk right it's it's just your job to pose this question that maybe hasn't come into their mentality yet that posing that question gives this platform for people to talk about solutions um and that's a much better use of people's time on social media than I mean i don't know puppy juggling is pretty entertaining but like it's it's a more productive use of your social media time is it
1: not <laughs> well if you got a good life you know what i'm saying like honestly right lacey and chad if you have a life and your life is like you're good you're not most of us who are in a situation where you know you're not worrying about the light bill this month you're not worried about groceries this month mm-hmm. right you can you you don't have that same pressure that a lot of other people have. And that's the thing about social media is that I learned this one day because I have a pretty broad audience. I'll be looking at some people and their joy and other people will be saying RIP. So you never know who's happy and who's sad on social media because it's life. And so Mm -hmm. you may be like taking it You may take a a posture of, I'm just going to talk about my life, my life, my life all the time or whatever. And every there's someone in your feed that's just suffering like every day you can find someone. I know for a fact, there's somebody right now, if I turn on my social media feed, there's going to be, again, RIP, pray for me. Uh, I need this. I can't do that. Um, I just want to give up. Like I have the coolest friends set up, but a lot of people don't. So I'll talk about circles a lot. And, and if you don't know me, you will think like, man, how, not that I have a bad, like I talk, I know I use my voice for other people because I know other people don't have strong friendships and relationships. Other people don't have a circle of trust. They don't have, you know, their circle's a cage, right? It ain't Mm -hmm. no circle. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's not me. But again, you don't want to hear about my life. You don't want to hear the things that i have going well you just don't want to hear that and i get that so because if so because i know that you don't need a normal person telling you how their life is good for them how can i serve humanity through social media mm-hmm. i've chosen to serve humanity through social media by meeting humanity where they are and giving them tools and nuggets of knowledge that hopefully their day will be better off because i came this way and that's that's my goal is that the world will never be the same because i came this way Hmm.
0: in order to create that kind of content that's so outward and community serving you do have to be willing to listen right to listen to people outside yourself and that sometimes I think is a problem for people, right? We have all these influencers that we follow on social media and, you know, these influencers, exactly like you're saying, you know, kind of showing us the amazing parts of their day and what they're buying and what they're using. And what you're talking about is nearly the antithesis of that. It's about how can I serve? What can I give? But you, but you have to be thinking about someone outside of your own self in order to be even tapped into that idea of serving a community. And I think a lot of people really do struggle with staying so self-centered. Even businesses and brands are so self-centered in their messaging. If I'm honest, I am. Right? I know I I am. I'm self centered in my messaging. So, how do you get yourself to the point where you can really flip that perspective from a self serving social media feed to something that is more community serving, in your opinion?
1: So, I don't know how many people just will listen to this or watch it, but Lacey just did this hair flip. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, obviously, I'm I'm a fedora ball. Chad is. You know, got like a number two overall type. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Lacey, y'all, I mean, I'm just saying, I was in the groove. I am in the flow. I know we are kicking it. We having fun, by the way. <laughs> I want y'all to know this. Like, like, this is real. This is real life. You know, fun. We're kicking it. Lacey did the hair flip. And I was like, okay, Lacey, I, I feel you. I see where you going with this. <laughs> like, I got to get my mind right right now. Like, for real. I need to put Nipsey on again and like have a part two hype song. because i can't even do it my neck i'm gonna spray my neck
0: (laughs) i'll send you some stretching videos you'll be fine for real i appreciate
1: (laughs) it no all jokes aside that you know you talk about how do you make your social media community facing right really how do you make it how do you turn your inward life if it's good enough and switch the pendulum in terms of how you communicate with other people, and I think, you know, I'm a voracious reader, so I know enough in the world that's happening through through life, so through the major institutions and verticals, finance, legal, uh, you know, that sort of thing, judicial concepts, and so I I understand where the where the pain points in society are. Are at the, and, I, and I'm always in tune, to, tune with them because I'm from the hood, like straight up. I'm just, I'm from the hood. All the accolades that I've been fortunate and lucky enough to, to achieve in life, my roots and my life and the people, a lot, most majority of the people, I mean, yeah, I got a new circle now because I'm in a different life, but I haven't abandoned my old circle, number one. That's number one. So my old life is my current life. I just happen to be at the top of the food chain probably in my old life. But I have yet to abandon the environment that I come from. Every Thanksgiving, my mother and I and a host of other volunteers feed over a thousand people on Thanksgiving Day in my hometown of Hot Springs, Arkansas. This was year 14. Wow. I've never, so if you feed homeless people on Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. underserved people, marginalized every thanksgiving instead of eating in your house your luxury environment and you're literally you know in a the the community halls of of a of a church in your hometown you go back you take your kids and they have a you know spoon in a line and that's all they know on thanksgiving and they grow up in that environment it's going to be hard you forget you know what life is really like because you're spending 6 months out of the year fundraising you're spending another six months on a board, strategizing of deliveries, et cetera, and all these things, and you're doing articles in a newspaper because you're the longest longstanding, you know, Thanksgiving soup, you know, Thanksgiving Day soup kitchen, et cetera. Um, you stay connected. Uh, my wife is on several community boards. She stays connected. We, uh, my mother runs a nonprofit. Uh, so she got the first COVID testing for the black community in Hot Springs, Arkansas, uh, which is pretty big because, you know, the black, you know, a black community was like, hey, I ain't about to take this. Y'all ain't about to Tuskegee me. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so it's still been a disconnect with the trust. So here's my mom, who's a I'm a byproduct of who's connected. And she's one community a year twice in the last 20 some years. Right. Hmm. So I'm, I could choose to ignore all of that type of stuff. Or I could be like, nah, this is who I am. I don't care how much of my accomplishments and my own personal goals and dreams that I'm able to check off. At the end of the day, it ain't no fun if the homie can't have none, right? Mm. And so my homies are a society. And I understand that I, I can't save everybody. And that's the trick, Lacey and mm. Chad, is you, you don't know, you can't expect to help and save anybody, but you got to want to help and save somebody. And so genuinely, you just put your message forth that says, you know what, today I'm going to inspire somebody. Don't know who it is. Half the time it's myself. Half the time it's me. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people I'm always talking about, I'm always talking to me first. Like, and so. If, if I don't reach somebody else, I've already reached myself I've already made sure that I'm in the right mindset and space to go out and be the best person that I can possibly be day in and day out. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think if that inward internal conversation is had as a leader in uh, the organization, Lacey, that in the morning or at night, before you go to sleep, right. And you just ask yourself, all right. Or tell yourself, all right, I'm gonna touch somebody tomorrow. You don't know who that person is, but you're going to touch one person. That's it. And if that's your mindset, right, then you're going to touch somebody. And so I tell myself every day, I mean, I'm going to touch somebody every single day of my life until I'm done.
0: Tell me a little bit about what that impact is like, you know, as you're continuing to put content out consistently that is inspiring and does come from this place of of service you know, what kind of feedback do you get from people? What What's the impact that you've been able to measure from all the work that you've been putting out and that effort you've been putting out?
1: The feedback that I get from taking the stance in social media, using it for good, is something that you can't calibrate or you can't put a nominal figure on it because I'm constantly in a state of being I'm a state of connectivity to other people that I don't know because people feel like I'm much more available mm. than I actually am in real life. Like, I guess when you wear not emotions on your sleeve, but when you put forth like, Hey, I'm here for you. Listen, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time somebody says I need you to run for a major office, I'm not talking mm. about city council, no disrespect to city council, by the way, mm. I'm talking about like, a real run, like, hey, how can I get you to run for, how can I get you to be to, be one of the first uh, black reps or senators from the state of Oregon on the federal side? How how, how do I get you to make a real run? Right. And just from an education background, et cetera, how do I do that? Like I get that probably, I mean, I just, I've gotten it for years and I'll probably continue to get it. Um, that's a big thing is that from local people saying, hey, we need someone, on a national level, that's not afraid to to be fearless. Because I do say things that are, I wouldn't say edgy, but I'll say things that that need to be said. Like I'll say,
0: you knocked me on my ass already a few times.
1: Yeah, I mean I'll say some things like, hey, white people need to to, to pay attention to the Derek Chauvin case mm-hmm. because it's going to expose uh, safety and you know uh, equity in this country, right? Some people may not say that as a non-white person because it's talking to white people, which are the majority of this country. I'm not saying anything negative toward white people, right? I'm saying something, white people, you need to do this. Don't turn Mm -hmm. your head and not watch this trial. Like this trial is going to show you what all of us have been trying to tell you, Mm -hmm. right? That's it. And so I think because I straddle the line with truth and I say it from a place of confidence and just confidence, and I exude that, that people reach out to me, they want me to mentor. I, I mean, I'm in mentorship is a pretty big byproduct of this. People will say, hey, you know, can you, can you help me start a business? I mean, everything. Can you help me get life insurance? Can you help me find a mental health counselor? Can you help my kid who's dealing with, I'm mentoring a kid right now. I've never met in my life. I've never met his mom in my life, but I've been mentoring a kid for about six months and we talk every week or we talk at least once a week. And it's simple. I mean, all you got to do is send a text to him and be like, Hey, how you doing today? What's up this week? How's your girlfriend? How's your, you know, how are your friends? And he's in a freshman, freshman in college. He sent me a text today. He was like, Dr. Davis, he sent me a text yesterday. Dr. Davis, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. What's, you know, me, I'm hitting back. What's happening? And he's like, nothing. I'm just checking on you. I'm like, I'm thinking, damn, you checking nice. on me? That's awesome. Like, I, yeah. but, but, you know, that's the relationship now, I guess. And so I look forward to helping him navigate his life. We talk about majors in college, what he wants to do, how he wants to serve society the first time. And, you know, and I'll help him as long as he allows me to, Navigate that process. And and as far as people, again, setting up businesses, I probably helped half a dozen people set up businesses already in 2021
2: Hmm. for
1: free. I've done it so many times. I, I mean, it's a playbook. So it's not for me. It's just take 20 minutes of my life and say, Hey, here's my playbook. I can save you a lot of time and energy. First of all, you asked me for help. So here's my playbook, save you a lot of time and energy and effort and money. You follow this, you got action. And so, you know, those are the things that happen when you put yourself out there, you're transparent people believe you, you know? So if I had to give myself, you know, one, describe myself one way on social media, I would say that I'm relatable and I'm believable. Like, and I would, whether it's good or good relate or bad, bad belief, right. I'm relatable and I'm believable. And so Mm -hmm. that makes people come at you.
2: Well, and that's so neat. You're you're speaking of this mentorship, and <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I that's modeling. You were modeling for him. You were checking in on him, and eventually, that's what he learned and was checking in with you. And that's a beautiful thing, you know. It, um, so many people, I think, in our society, think that we're not connected somehow. Like we're just so it's such an individualistic society that we have that. People think that someone can be so independent from another person, but it's just not true. We're all interconnected. And and uh, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to say is that I think it's, we had an interview uh, earlier this year. Uh, Amy Ert is a local Facebook moderator here in, in Milwaukee area where I live. And she said the same thing. She said, we don't shy away from difficult stuff. We actually kind of dive right in. That's what I see in your posts too, is that you know, you said maybe edgy, you know, but you're, you're not shying away from it is, is what I see. You're talking about the difficult things and getting through and people can see that.
1: No, it's, 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 it's interesting. I mean, listen, I, I, I enjoy this conversation with you all because on many levels, but I think it helps highlight what can be done. And I understand not everyone is in an emotional and mental space to use social media for mm-hmm. good, which is more important for those of us who are actually in a stable place to use it for good, mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's we we either you're a consumer or you're an owner, right? That's in real life and that's also in social media. And your stability allows you ownership of social media versus consumership. Mm-hmm. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's that's kind of the, that's, that's, that's where we hang in the balance. And so I have to take advantage of, for whatever reason right now in my life, Lacey and Chad, that I'm, I have stability. And so who am I to not take advantage of that? Because we talked about the pendulum shifts. And I'm fortunate that everybody, the closest people to me are upright you know, above ground, and for the most part, happy and whole. That's stability.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And now I can use that space in this time to give and give abundantly. And and I think if if all of us realized, all of us in in that share my sentiment, we realized that and took advantage of of, of this time and space then we would be able to serve those who aren't fortunate to have our stability. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, when we're on the other side, we're consuming something. Do we want someone empowering and uplifting us and educating and inspiring us to get out of that place? Or do we want someone numbing the pain and maybe digging a bigger ditch for us to wallow? Mm -hmm. Here we are. Therein lies the question.
2: Yeah,
1: I choose. You know, I choose to inspire. I choose to elevate.
0: I feel so humbled by this conversation and the ability to listen and learn. And you know, we we work in this industry every day, and and we have so many different companies that we impact and get to kind of speak into the strategy of what they're doing. And every time I have a conversation like this, and especially with you today. Dr. Davis, I'm, I'm just feeling so, so much more the importance of how we can take any sort of social media, whether it comes from our personal or brand feeds and serve, serve, serve. How can we give instead of ask and take and distract? Um, I, I want to, I want to change every strategy, <laughs> you know, for all oh, the ladies,
1: brands. Lacey <laughs> teary-eyed Chad. Hey audience, <laughs> hey audience, I'm telling you right now, Lacey teary-eyed. <laughs> what, we got over here. She, she blushed red. She got she got, one, she got, she got that one tear that's about to drop. It's awesome. We roll it. Look, check this. So it's a sign in the back. See what it says? Mm-hmm. It says greatness demands everything. And it's a gas tank, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on empty. You know what I'm saying? And so here's the deal, right? It's greatness in all of us, right? And so, but it's gonna demand everything you got, Chad. It's gonna demand everything you got, Lacey audience. It's gonna demand everything, right? However long you got on this earth to do what you do and what you're sent here to do, you gotta leave with an empty tank. You can leave, you can't leave nothing on the table because you can leave a crumb on a table that can literally feed a village of people. That one crumb might be able, that might be the seed that sprouts for the harvest of good for an entire village of people. So you gotta leave it all out there. And I think that's where it comes down to with this tool and technology and this platform. People, you know, argue and say, man, I don't like social media because you know you're not in real life, man. Social media allows you to touch people that you would never be able to touch in a calculus. I can say something right now and someone in Saudi Arabia can literally consume that thought and mm-hmm. I may be, able to, you know, create the first something or save the best something by saying something that I said, and that's not even being egotistical, that's just being using, that's understanding the value of inspiration that all of us have in us, all of us have that, right? And so use this tool for what it can be, not what it necessarily looks like not what someone may be brandishing it as in terms of strictly entertainment. I like watching, you know, I'm a sports guy. I love, love watching sports highlights. I am I like music, so I love watching old Tupac videos. Look, I'm consuming social media for everything that it's worth, but make no, no mistake about it. There is nothing like seeing a post or a tweet that talks to the heart of who I am. It, it it allows me to be the best husband. Like, hey, it's about being the best father. It's about being the best community servant, being the best son, because those are the things that will live on long after we're gone. And so what you all do in your, your mission is vital for the individuals like myself, the entities that are like-minded, that we know that there are people that we that we know there are people who not just support us right but are you know along a journey with us and so I mean I always I mean I'm I'm a one man army there is it's just me Chad and Lacey it's um you know every now and then you know my wife would be like I, here's the craziest part it, as she if she sees this she watches this every time The only thing I look at, I don't look at how many people I've had posts that are shared like 4,000 times. Uh, The only thing that I look at when I say something on social media is if my wife either liked or loved it. That's the only thing I look at. I don't look at how many times it was shared, how many comments. I'm on to the next, but I look and see if she's liked or loved it because I don't talk to her about what I'm about to say. You know what I mean? I'm just the individual saying whatever it is on my heart, and I don't know what I'm about to say at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So, but I always because at the end of the day, I'm thinking, if if I can say something that the love of my life represent that that, that represents that resonates with her, right? I've done something. I've done something for people that my wife can respect, and maybe even in her potential, you know, in her regular life, it helps her maybe emulate it and um, help scale it, because now we're a house, you know, that's our whole house is kind of using resources, because at the end of the day, right, when I'm mentoring somebody, it's taking time away from my family. Mm -hmm. When I'm helping somebody that's build a business, it's taking time away from my family, you know, when I'm doing an interview right here on Sunday morning, it's taking time away from my family. So, if I'm going to take time away from my family to use social media for good, I'm damn sure better be saying something that my wife appreciates. I, I am totally
2: the same Truth. way. If if my wife <laughs> likes one of my posts, I'm just like, yeah. And, <laughs> and along, the, along those lines, because she doesn't she doesn't give that out. You know, she doesn't give that out readily. It's a you have to earn it, and uh, but. Uh, uh, related to that, Keenan, I have to say that I have seen, you know, it's so random, but I have seen some my friends. My my mother-in-law follows you. <laughs> Who's your, your mother-in-law? Uh, Lorraine McNamara. <laughs> yeah, she does. She yeah. does. She's and engaged. I so I didn't send her to you either. Uh, my my friends from my small town in Montana follow you. Uh, it, it, I didn't send them to you. They found you just the same way I did, or, you know, and you know how social media works. They saw me talking about you or something, but two, but that to me is genuine. That's it's 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 that's an approval, just like when my wife gives me approval of a post that I did. It, 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 that's where it means something to me. I'm like, wow.
1: I got that same audience. I got that same one, one tear that Lacey had a few minutes ago. It's bubbling up. I'm telling yep. you, it's bubbling, Chad.
2: I'm Kenan. gonna have to. I'm gonna have to have uh, my mother-in-law watch this interview, so she can see <laughs> that I gave a shout out, shout out to her.
1: Miss so. <laughs> Lorraine, yeah. shout yeah. out! Thank you for believing in, believing in me, and not so much that you even said like, "Hey, I believe in you, Keenan." It's more so that you understand and recognize that I'm just a small, small microcosm of what. We want society to look like after we're gone. We want people to speak truth. We mm-hmm. want people to speak up and speak out and stand up and stand up for people and stand for something. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'm being, I'm just helping set set the pay, pay, you know, pave the way for other individuals who are like all of us want to see a better society than the one that we that we were given. And that's what it comes down to, Lacey and Chad. What are you going to do? What are you going to do today to make today better than yesterday?
0: Listen to you. Yeah. That's what. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't that's say piece of it.
0: All right, but but I need to tap you before we're done. You talked about scale you talked about scalability a little bit in your last comments there. And so I know that you've got a project that you're launching right now that really allows for you to take the efforts that you've been making to make this positive impact and and bring a bit more scalability to it. So tell me about the project that you've been working on right now.
1: Thank you for uh, giving me that, that big plug at the end. One institution, Media, I uh, see introduced it at first, just talking about a platform that allows everyday people to be a part of everyday conversations and hopefully create everyday solutions. I think that, you know, whether it's this podcasting that's gone from audio that will completely transition into some form of video. And at the end of the day, right, you'll find it on TV because it's really no difference in the hybrid of what it is, the nature of it. And what I want to do is put forth more content that's original, that's believable that average everyday people have an amplified voice. So Mm -hmm. it's really allowing this uh, digital playground, so to speak of people that Uh, are that are like-minded in the sense that whether you're the owner of a barbershop or salon where some of the best conversations you'll ever have in your life go on every single day. Right. And you always wanted to talk to people about what you've been talking to people for, for the last 20 years. Right. But you don't have a microphone. You don't have a voice. You don't have a platform. You don't have an outlet. Right. And so let's give that person a microphone. Let's give them a live studio. I mean, let's give them a virtual studio. Let's give them a headset and mic like like Chad has, right? And (laughs) let's give them the distribution opportunities So provide them with distribution and post-production. And let's package it in a way that they can be found audio on the traditional outlets. They can be found video on the website uh, and some other video places that can be found. And let's create that product for society to continue with content that can help move people forward. It can inspire, it can educate, and it can empower people along the way. So that's what One Institution Media aims to do. I think we have, I believe we have uh, in this unique concept, one of the first of its kind, the way that we've uh, engineered it. And so we're looking to roll it out in the next two weeks And obviously, you know, Lacey and Chad and all of you who are listening, uh, you will be able to find us. We'll distribute through One Institution Media's Facebook page. We'll distribute through One Institution's uh, LinkedIn, Periscope, Twitch, uh, IGTV, and then our website, oneinstitution.com. So you'll be able to find us live. You'll be able to get us after the fact. We'll have teasers, commercials, we'll have the whole shows. Uh, we'll have the whole nine so it'll be cool be great we're excited
0: i can't wait to see and support that that's really exciting yeah.
1: i'm excited to, to be a be along the journey and just let me say this before lacy closes out y'all because y'all y'all understand chad lacy have great energy and in order for them to do what they do on a sunday morning they have to really give a damn about society seriously like, This isn't a Monday through Friday conversation we're having right now. It started at 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning. And you all need to realize that they've taken time away from their family because society is their family. They've taken time away from the structure of normal quote unquote work week because when you wanna do good, there is no structure. There is no box, It's a spatial reality of physics that just goes beyond what you can see and what you can believe. And so while I may be the guest on the show, we need to make sure that everybody knows who's bringing these guests has the heart, has the mind and has the spirit to help be a part of the change that we all want to see happen
0: you got all the all the love tendrils coming from my heart you got all the liquids coming from my eyes <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank, thank you. you so much for saying that for sure
0: the last question that i like to ask people before we close out is you know it's it's all well and good all the content that we put out on social media and what we consume from social media but it's also important to shine a little light on the actual relationship that we have to the platforms you know, sometimes even when we're doing the most good, we can get stuck scrolling and and getting lost in that doom scroll or that distraction scroll. So, how's how's your relationship with social media right now? How how you two doing?
1: We go through our oh man. It's a relationship, man. <laughs> I have. I'm so honest. I can't even just sit here and say anything. Like I want to spin it. <laughs> I get frustrated because I'm like I never. Intend to like hurt somebody's feelings. I never intend to argue with somebody, but I'll have mofos that'll be like, dude, you suck. I hate you. You're you're wrong, you're racist, you're capitalist, you're this. And I'm like, no, I'm here for you, you clown, or whoever, whomever. So I get like my heart and my wife and my sister-in-law and stuff will be like typing in the keyboard wars and stuff. I'm like, leave my family out of it. And that hurts because I'm like, dude, it's not, it's not that it's not that serious. It's we're not those people. Like mm-hmm. we're literally on your side,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so my relationship with social media is one that my screen time was down ten percent this week. I just got Ooh, oh
0: love that notification. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just got ten percent. Mm-hmm. Like that's cool. right? I'm like ten percent cool. All right, I can dig that. So that means I'm that shows me it's quality, not, not, you know, quantity. Like even though it's down, I did what I wanted to do. I think I did what I needed to do. So that was fine. But my relationship with social media, I was, I'm always learning cause I'm human just like y'all, right? And you don't want to say something that, that just, you just don't want to say, you can't, you can say something and there's one person that will receive it different. And so for me, I had to come to the realization that no matter how how it's consumed or received that as long as my heart is in the right place, Mm -hmm. and you know when your heart's in the right place, you you know your intentions, Mm -hmm. as long as my heart's in the right place, I can live with the results. And so I've just, I had to get to that place though, I had to get to the place, it's not about me. Like, when you want to help people and you want to serve people, it's not a reciprocity that's going to always work in your favor, and not initially. And you have to accept that everybody is, is receiving at a different, they're at a different place. So you put it out there, you leave it out there, you curate it, and you you don't take it personal because you're not doing it for the gratification. You're not doing it for the cheers and you know, for people to hold a picket sign up at the end of life saying, Thank you, Dr. Davis, for you that's not can't be your reason for doing it, Chad and Lacey. Audience, if you're out there and you really saying, Man, I just I'm inspired by this conversation. I'm motivated to have a post or a quote once a week. Why not? Why not? That's what you got to ask yourself, right? Why not? Mm -hmm. And you, and you want to take up, take up that mantle. Don't do it with any expectations. Right. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Your relationship with social media can't be based on expectations because it will let you down and then you will find yourself taking it personal. But you have to understand there are people whose lives are going on simultaneously while social media is hovering over their lives. So you have all of us having real lives, like life. And then you have this social media platform that's there. And there's so many variations of it. So don't try to fit into the variation because you won't get what you want to get out of it. You just have to, you have to have a place Be centered in yourself. And that goes for entities and that goes for individuals. Put your message out. Leave your message out. Go on to the next message. That's it. That's the relationship. Go on to the next. Do it because it's the right thing for the right reason and it's the right way. That's why you do it.
0: And that's all. How can I say anything else? (laughs) After that, (laughs) Dr. Davis, thank you so much for on, honestly, thank you for the opportunity for us to have this conversation. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I got to be a part of it and to learn from you and, um, and, you know I'll I'll pre-speak for everyone else who's listening that they're gonna be grateful for the opportunity they got to to listen in on this conversation and learn from you too so we will um, be having some posts throughout our social media talking about this conversation with Keenan and we will also be trying to bring him into other conversations as long as we can until he tells us to leave him alone so <laughs> <laughs> so you can look for more coming from that um, we're grateful for your time Chad I'm grateful for you bringing Dr. Davis to us. And um, for everybody listening, we hope you have a wonderful day and we hope that you keep learning. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much.
2: Bye-bye.